Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters for the Nintendo Entertainment System was developed and published by Activision for the Nintendo in 1986 in Japan and in North America 1988. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it came out that late on the Nintendo like, oh, in was, the U.S. Yeah, we'll get to how disappointing it was. <laughs> but um, for me personally. But this game is a port of a game that was designed for the Commodore 64. I, I thought so. And that was released in 1984, along with the movie. Okay, well, okay. That makes some sense now. Now, Activision got the license to this game uh, on the condition they could make the game happen by the time the movie was released. Okay. Which was six weeks <laughs> later from the date they got it. I was going to say, I was like, how much time did they actually have? Not a lot. So, apparently they had a game in production already called Car Wars. Okay. That was a driving game. Gotcha. And that became the base of the Ghostbusters Commodore 64 game. Sure, just like the movie. And and the base of that game uh, was designed by Adam Boleyn, but then the main game was taken over by David Crane. I thought so. Yeah, and uh, we've talked about David Crane before. Yeah. He yeah. is most famously the creator and designer of a seminal action-adventure game, Pitfall. Sure, yeah, a great game. Yeah, I mean... Probably the best game on the Atari. It's up there. Or one of them. And then after that, maybe not so many great things. Because he also brought us A Boy and His Blob. Well, he really seems to be put in these situations where they're like, we need a game in less than two months and you have to do it. Yeah, I wonder if that was the same case for the other game I have that he made, uh, or at least was the lead programmer on. And that was Bart versus the Space Mutants. Ah, yes. No, uh, you know, you start to recognize these fingerprints of like some interesting ideas that maybe didn't have the time to flesh out entirely. Or... Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure we'll get to that game sooner than later. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially since we've got uh, Simpsons coming out on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah, that's right. So look forward to that in the near future, folks. Yeah, don't have a cow, man. But this game, Ghostbusters for the NES, uh, was done by David Crane and was subsequently released on pretty much every system that existed at the time. Sure, yeah, lots of the like microcomputer type stuff. Yeah, or... from the Armistrad to the Atari uh, to the ZX Spectrum. Right, right. And then it was eventually ported to the Sega Master System and the Nintendo Entertainment System. There you go. Now, these two versions did get some additional content. They got that final level in the building in the fight versus Zool. Oh, that wasn't there before? No, it was not. What did you do? I guess you just uh, <laughs> had enough money to beat the game. Just get rich or die yeah. trying. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and more interestingly than that was that we played the wrong version. I mean, I wanted to play this one because it's what I what I played when I was a kid. Right, right. But the Sega Master System, uh, when you're in the final stairwell level, you actually get to shoot your gun. Okay. And uh, I'm you know, sure de- that does deal, deal with the ghost in that <laughs> manner. Mm. Now, this is, of course... Very loosely based on the Ghostbusters film. Right, right. Which uh, was released in 1984 
Yeah. It had a pretty respectable budget of $25 million. Okay, that's pretty decent for the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but it did bring in 290-some. Sure. Money, so made its money back in spades. I'm sure, yeah. And, of course, this movie was directed by Ivan Reitman, mm-hmm. who had gotten his start with uh, Canadian comedy, that world. Okay. Uh, and before this, he had directed Animal House oh, and Stripes. Right, right. Okay. So he had a very uh, strong comedy bona fides at that point. You know, I've never seen either of those movies. Well, I'll just say this. Animal House is not as funny as it's cracked up to be because we're not five or ten years older than we are. Right, right. But Stripes if is like, it's like two different movies and one of the movies is really funny, the other one's kind of funny. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't avoid them on purpose. They were just both, you know, pretty lauded comedies that I never, just never crossed paths with. Well, they were both directed by Ivan Reitman, and he directed this film. Uh, he had a great cast, you know. You have the mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd as Raymond Stance. Mm-hmm. You have Egon Spangler, played by uh, the late Harold Ramis. We have, of course, Dr. Peter Venkman, played by the classic Bill Murray. The man. In the undersung, left out Ghostbuster, from the posters and most video games. That's right. Ernie Hudson himself, Winston Zedmore. Yeah. And it is Zedmore. Not Zedmore. Just oh, to, okay. Just clear that up. Okay. And it had a great supporting cast. I mean, full of comedy veterans. The script was done by Aykroyd and Reitman, but but was heavily improvised. Okay, okay. I mean, the original script was like three times as long. I think they went to hell in it. Oh. They wore like riot gear. It was all very different. Crazy. Well, and, you know, Dan Aykroyd's like... It, uh, He's into, like, paranormal stuff. Oh, right? very much so. So it's like... I think know. he says parts of his family were, like, paranormal, like, mediums or investigators or I don't know. Sure, sure. Chris, crystal Skull Vodka? Yeah, is... the whole works. I mean, at one point, the Ectomobile was itself a haunted vehicle. Oh, okay. So... I, I mean, that's not a horrible idea, I guess. I, I've heard worse. Maybe. I mean, not for... Yeah. And this movie is about uh, four gentlemen that start a business... With their scientific paranormal investigation backgrounds to bust ghosts. Busting makes me feel good. And over the course of the film, they end up uh, uncovering a plot to usher in an old world god back to our dimension. Right, right. Which they must put a stop to. That's the most basic way of describing sure. what is actually my favorite movie of all time. It's a, it's a great one. It's up there. It is. And it holds up very well. In, in many ways. There's a few small parts where you're like, eee. But yeah, for yeah. the most part, it's a really funny movie. Now, it's one of those that I hadn't seen since I was a kid. And when I went back to watch it, I was actually kind of underwhelmed. But not because it's like bad or anything. But it's like one of those. It was so influential. And you realize every joke the second before it happened. You know what I mean? What, yeah. I kind of felt the same way last time I saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Where mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I know, you know, I don't know. Right. Not no digs on Ghostbusters though. Now, Ghostbusters was a huge hit. It was uh the number one film at the time, and because of that, it of course got uh some very little merchandising at the at the initial point of sale. Mm-hmm. You could get the the Ghostbusters shirts, hats, posters, all of which were in my room as a child. Yeah, yeah. And um it wasn't until the spin-off cartoon came out the real. that the real explosion of merchandising happened. That's really where most of my true familiarity with the franchise or the brand came from. Yeah. The, the cartoon. And the real Ghostbusters cartoon is a direct sequel to the movies. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So there's even a, an episode where they deal with the fact of them getting out of their old uniforms into their new multicolored uniforms. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, that's cool. Yeah. 
And it's really well animated, too. Like, yeah, for the most part. Uh, there are some that aren't the best. I just watched the Halloween episode with my kids. Yeah. Uh, which is actually pretty awesome. But uh, animation's all right. The really good ones were done by, actually, TMS in right. its early days. So sure, yeah. A lot of really awesome anime-style action. Yeah, yeah. So we said the cartoon had toys. It had its own video games. Mm-hmm. And then the movie got a sequel. Yeah, yeah. And that sequel got its own games and whatnot. Of course. Um, like any valuable IP does. And then eventually we got the reboot. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a sequel video game to the two movies. And we have an actual sequel to the second movie coming out here in the next year or so. Crazy. So I guess it's a good time to be a Ghostbusters fan. I get. Why did they wait so long until Harold Ramis was dead? Oh, they have tried to make this movie so many times for so many years. Yeah, but it just, it's like, finally happens after one of them is dead. Like, what? That's... Well, I think the key factor is it doesn't involve a lot of Bill Murray or any of the other characters. Right. Getting everyone together was one of the big sticking points. And after the uh, non-success of the second film, Bill Murray said he was never going to do another Ghostbusters. Mm. It was kind of a miracle they got his voice, got him back to do the voice in that uh, Ghostbusters video game. Oh, right, right. That is a sequel to the movies. Mm, mm. And finally, the Ghostbusters universe was flushed out through every property you can imagine through comic books. There's now uh, Playmobil toys, Funko Pops. Yeah, yeah. WWE action figure crossovers where HBK is wearing his signature poncho shirt (laughs) of the Ghostbusters. (laughs) And they're busting a clear green see-through Undertaker. Well, okay. Wow. I mean, they went all in on that one. That is, yeah, that's pretty specific. It's I know. Uh, pretty awesome, actually. So the franchise has not languished, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, you know, there wasn't always the best games associated with it, and I think we're going to find out more about that here. What? <laughs> in just a second. <laughs> so, Nick, what kind of game is Ghostbusters for the NES? Ah, a truly interesting question. <laughs> um, it's a very, it's a strange game. I mean, you you have several different types of levels, activities that you do as you move around. You have your driving stages, mm-hmm. and you have your ghost busting scenes, uh-huh. and then you have the the finale, the finale going up the stairs to Zool. Okay, and you're right. It is all those things in the guise of a Ghostbusters franchise simulator. Yeah, pretty much. Like it, it's kind of like, did you ever want to operate the business of the Ghostbusters? Here and you I go. I kind of do. No, I actually. This we'll get, started. To, we'll yeah. get into that in a minute, <laughs> but let's talk about the mechanics of this game. And the majority of the game, you're going to be driving around. That's because right. You need to get from place to place to either bust ghosts, mm-hmm. go to the gas station, go to the shop, or get back to your Ghostbuster headquarters to empty your ghost traps. Yeah, you have a, a map of a section of New York City, and you move the symbol around to from where you are to your destination, and that. What symbol would that be? Oh, well, the Ghostbuster symbol. Yeah, the no-ghost Ghostbuster symbol, which the opening of this game's no-ghost symbol and that one are both really good. Sure, yeah, yeah. One of the best parts of the game. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, so then that initiates a driving stage of apparently random length. Well, no, it's not random. It's a distance. The further away from you are, the longer the distance is. Really? Because I did somewhere. I was like right next door, and it's still like, I don't know. I, I didn't pay that much attention, I guess, but... Either way. Because when you start, it shows you the number of uh, miles you are away from your destination. That's right. It also gives you uh, your fuel Mm -hmm. gauge, which is the biggest bummer, is that you're using fuel. And when you're in this level, the controls are left and right moves you left and right on the screen. Forward speeds you up and moves you to the front of the screen. And back slows you down and pulls you back. 
Yeah. And it's supposed to use more gas when you go faster or less gas when you go slower. But you go so fast when you're at the very front of the screen that you end up using not as much gas. That's right. I took advantage of that. But you also are going too fast to catch any of the items you'll find, um, which are a big oil can. Or oil drum, I'm sorry. That's right. That's That fuels you up right away. And then there are also ghosts on the screen, which for the beginning of the game, you usually can't do anything about. Right. Now, there are also other cars on the screen. Or one other car. Yeah. That reappears over and over again. It keeps coming back. And it starts in the top right or top left, and it comes down and uh, tries to hit you. Yeah, you want to avoid it. It's kind of like playing Spy Hunter, but mm-hmm. with no weapons. Um, and that's all you can do in this portion. Mm-hmm. Unless you get an upgrade, which we'll talk about here in the shop section. Sure. Uh, once you get to an area that is infested with ghosts, mm-hmm. you get out of your car. Well, you actually don't see that, but... No, no. The Ghostbusters run in from the side, two of them, and you're holding a giant trap. You drop it, and now you have control of the Ghostbusters themselves. Yeah, um, you're outside a building, typically. Mm-hmm. It's a little side-scrolling. I mean, it's not really scrolling. It's a one-screen side view. And there's no jump here. There's no jump or terrain. Nope, you just run back and forth, and then you can use the up and down of your D-pad to control the angle of your ghost beam. Yeah. The neutrino ones beam. Yes, which defaults to straight up. Mm-hmm. And you use those to trap these ghosts. Uh, they're a ghost sprite that you'll see quite a few times. Mm-hmm. There's and, only the one. Yep. But once you've trapped it in your beam, you can walk it over to the trap. But at any point, you can hit the other button, and it'll shoot a, a blast from that trap up into the air. Yeah, it rises to the top and comes back down, and any ghost it touches will be trapped and sucked in. Now, this portion does have a bit of skill to it, because you really want to try to trap all or three of the ghosts at once. Yes. Because... You get 200 points for a ghost. $200. I'm sorry, dollars. <laughs> and then you get 400 for two ghosts. Mm-hmm. Six or 800 for it's three. Eight. Yeah. And then you get over 1,000 if you get all four. Yeah, it's 1,600. So, well, I mean, that's for the last one. If you get all four in one go, then it's a total of $3,000. So that's awesome. You want that money. Yeah, because this whole game is about getting money. Pretty much. You're, you're, these are the two scenes you're going to be doing for most of the game, driving around, mm-hmm. um, getting money from busting ghosts, and then using that to upgrade your gear to eventually get tough enough to go to the final scene and go after Zool. Yes. Now, in the end portion of the game, there is uh, another side-scrolling section. We'll get to that in more detail later, but its Ooh. controls are also very strange. Yeah. Because you do have control of your movement with the D-pad, but you have to... Press a button for every step you take. Yeah, which is a horrible thing. Who yes. did that? Shame on you, David Crane. Um, and to spoil part of the future manual segment, they even they're like, hey, if you've got a turbo button, this is <laughs> when to use it. Yeah. So um, it's very strange, very strange choice. And then um, following that is just a run and round and shoot area. Yeah, final boss. Boss fight. Um, now, let's talk about the shop in this game. Because really, besides busting ghosts and returning to Ghostbusters headquarters, mm-hmm. it's the shop that plays the most central part of the, the game. Sure. That's where you're getting your gear. And at the very beginning, you have no gear. You have to go to that shop. Which is pretty cruel. It is, but it lets you kind of choose your layout. It, kind of, but... Your like, loadout in a way. But you don't even start with your a capture beam. Like, you no. have to get that. It's and like, a trap. Yeah, yeah. You don't start with either of those, so why don't you just start with them and then just start with less money? That gives you like a... Like, there's no, like, strategy to of not using it. You can't do anything without these. True. So, you know, it's like, do I ha- why don't I have to buy the Ecto-1? Did I buy the tires? Come on. Like, mm-hmm. Now, in the shop, 
you have uh, from the very top. We'll just start top to bottom. You have the Ghost Vacuum. Ah, uh, yes. And that's $2,500. Yeah. Um, and when you're driving around, there are ghosts out there. Mm-hmm. And if you jam on your A button. I'm, I'm not, I didn't get this, so. Oh, I did. And um, it will suck up a ghost. In fact, you don't have to be right on it. It'll like pull it over to you. You just have to be. So it is a button press, though. Yes. But you get $200, I think, mm, Yeah, for that ghost. Yeah. Which and there's nothing. usually one or two on each path. Yeah, yeah. So that's a little extra cash right there. Um, and once you have an item, it fills up one of the four slots on your ectomobile. Yeah, so you can only really you can only have the four mm-hmm. at any one given time. Which basically means when you want to buy your in-game items, you have to sell the items you have on you, which you can do for half the price you bought them for right. back to the shop. Right. Uh, following that, we have the sound generator, and it is the most expensive item in the shop at one hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, um, didn't get this one either. And really, this is the only way to beat the game. It seems like it. Like you have to get this when I because it what slows down the enemies in yes. the stairs yes. scene a lot too. It seems. Yeah, you need something, anything that helps. Uh, next up, we have that capture beam that you have to have, and that is three thousand dollars. Yeah, and that just gives you your beam, which you know isn't that long either. It's well, this is your starter beam, right? It's right. shorter, mm-hmm. uh, and like we said, you can move it to an angle, but I never really found a reason why you would do that. Uh, I didn't either, and it's risky because you know if you if you cross the streams, then the scene is over, and it kicks you out of that, so you, you don't get any money. So watch out. Yeah. Now, following the capture beam, we have the hyper beam, and that's twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, I got this, but I didn't really know how much longer is it. It didn't seem much longer at all when I was using it. You know, I was curious if I did something wrong, or you know, I even went back and sold my capture beam to make sure I was like, I've only got the hyper beam. Yeah, I don't know. I never got it. Because okay. I never really found it to be that useful. I didn't either, because I couldn't even tell if it was any better. <laughs> okay. So, like. I mean, I never had problems catching at least three ghosts at a time. Usually. Right, yeah. And yeah. you just place your trap in the right spot and wait for yeah. the right time to hit it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the ghost food. You know, the food that ghosts love to eat. Ghosts. It's like fish food. It is. Ghosts. It's only $2,000. And when you get it, you get two uses of ghost food that you can use in the stairwell section. Which distracts them, I guess? Or? Yeah, but I couldn't figure out how to use it. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I was like, okay, they're coming. Now they're in my way. I actually had some, but I never used it. Like, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll you, get there. <laughs> uh, then we have the ghost alarm. It is $2,000, and it shows you which buildings are currently haunted. Yeah, because normally it, um, you don't know which buildings are, are haunted right now. You're just kind of moving your symbol around the city, and if you're next to a building that happens to be active, it'll flash red and you can go in. Yes. But if you have the alarm, you can just see them when they pop up. It makes it way better. Yep. That's what that one is worth getting. Definitely. Uh, then we have the anti-ghost suit. $20,000. Pretty pricey. But also worth it. Yes. Yeah. It gives you extra hits in the stairwell scene. Yeah. Normally, you can only get hit three times, and this ups it to nine. So worth it. Yes. Um, following that, we have the capture trap. It's $1,000. It's your basic. Each, and you can hold three. Yeah. And you want to hold three. Because that's three ghosts. You can each one holds one, or, or one. I think it's one time you went and go trap ghosts. Okay. I could not really figure it out very well. It just every once in a while be like, you need to empty your ghost traps, and I'd be like, all right, okay, I'll go back and do it. Gotcha. Because I did not buy the super trap. Ah, uh, see, I did, and that's the next item. It is six thousand dollars. Yeah, which um, this was the only one I, I ever used. It never runs out of space, so you don't have to go back. Yeah. Ever. So it's like, in since so much of this game is about your gas mileage, it saves you some time. It is. But if you just save state before you ever have to drive, 
then you can make sure you get all the oil barrels. And you barely, if you always get the oil barrels, you never have to get gas, really. I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I had a, a different strategy for the driving sections, but we, we can talk about that. Okay. Uh, so that's it for the shop. And then let's talk about lives. Yeah. Because there really aren't any lives. There's just a win or fail state to this game. Yeah, like you can lose if you run out of gas. And, you you know, if you run out of gas while you're driving the car, the Ecto-1 slows down. The guys get out to push and then there's a, you get to the gas station and it fills you up. But if you don't have the money to fill up your gas, then I guess it just ends. Correct. So, yeah, you can lose from running out of gas. And then also during the entire game. When you're on the map screen, there are ghosts streaming towards the center building on the map. Yeah, you might think you want to go bust those ghosts or anything, but you can't really interact with them. They just go in there, you know? And every time they do, they increase the PKE reading at the bottom of your screen. Yeah. And I'm not sure when, but at a certain point, maybe I'll find out in my notes here in a second. Mm -hmm. uh, Once it gets to a certain level of that PKE reading, you can go fight Gozer. Right. Um, Then if it goes to a 9999, it's game over. You've got you've let it go too far. Gotcha. And so that's your second lose state. Wasted your time. Um, now, isn't there a one where the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man appears? That's at the very end. I didn't see that. And, well, he's coming up the tower when you're fighting Zool. Right. And uh, if he gets to the top and you don't have $10,000, you also lose. So there you go. You got to understand that. You got to bribe him off, pay for the damage. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> um, if you get knocked down three times while climbing the stairs or more with that suit on, mm. that's death. No fun. And if the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man gets to the top of the, the tower at all. Oh, while you're up while there. While you're up there, I think. Mm. I think it's if he gets to the tower. If you get to the end and you don't have the $10,000, you, you lose. Mm. If he gets to the top of the tower, then you lose. It's tough. Yes. And when you lose, you get a screen that tells you that you have failed the city. You, yeah. And Zul's taking over the world, basically. That's right. So get ready to do better next time. <laughs> well, Nick, this is a Activision game. That is like four years old by the time it comes out. That's right, yeah. Um, did they take those four years to develop an awesome manual full of artwork and pictures from the movie? I don't think they spent four minutes on this manual, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's 12 pages, black and white. Uh-huh. No art or screenshots at all. No, but you know what? I'm not going to lie. I did look at it because otherwise I wasn't sure what I was doing in this game. Okay, it, I will give it this. You know, it's all, it's very plain text. Mm-hmm. But it does explain, for the most part, what your weird things are doing, you know, Correct. in this weird game that is very counterintuitive. Uh-huh. And art-wise? Nothing. I know. You get the logo, the Ghostbusters logo at the top of some pages, I think. Like, mm-hmm. But that's it. Um, it's, I mean, I guess if you're stuck somewhere, you could look at it and figure out what you're supposed to do, which would have been necessary back in the day because this is... Very obtuse. I mean, this... Like, you might be playing this, you know, and think... Well, all these details don't make sense because they're not fun, and that's the purpose of a game. But, eh, sorry, that, that you're going to need this book to try to sort through that stuff because it just doesn't make sense. Agreed. <laughs> Nick, what was your personal history with Ghostbusters for the NES? <laughs> um, I rented this once as a kid. Oh, yeah, so did I. That was enough, man. I'm glad I rented it and I didn't buy it. Oh, look, this was part of the early lessons of... Mm-hmm. Stay away from franchise movies and movie games and stuff. Agreed. And it was a huge bone-crushing disappointment for me because I loved the Ghostbusters and I was excited for a video game based on my favorite thing. I don't know if I'd seen some of this in Nintendo Power or something, but I kind of knew what I was getting into. I was like, this looks weird, but there's all these items and things. It looks Mm -hmm. cool. Like there was these levels of detail that as a kid tricked me. And yeah, I rented it at least 
once, possibly twice, really trying to do better. But this was also back when you didn't get the instruction manual yeah. with your games anymore. Yeah. So trying to figure it out was just beyond me at, at the time. Yeah. And then your more recent history with the game, Nick. Well, um, okay, first off, I did not beat this game. Um, okay, neither did I. And I, I really thought I was going to. I, well, at first, I started going into it. I was, I was like, I'm going to have an open mind. I, I'm a grown-up now. Uh-huh. I think I can figure some of this out. Agreed. And, and I kind of started to at the beginning. I was like, no, it's kind of like Jaws. You're just doing a job yeah, and, and building up. And as a Ghostbusters super fan, I was like, I want to beat this game. And be like, you know, it isn't the best, but I can beat it. You know, and the idea of it is great. Um, but the actual game is so hard. I save stated every time I was driving anywhere. Okay, okay. So I wouldn't lose money. I just like I, I was actually had a good rhythm going, but it was when I got to the stair scene and that really the true reality of what the rest of the game would be. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's I'm... where it broke me as well. And at that point I <laughs> I just watched the ending. Same here. Yeah. Um now I, I have seen this game uh for sale in box at a few of my um local gaming establishments is it for like negative two dollars or no it's it's a very it's reasonable <laughs> okay and i've thought about buying it many times just because i i do love the the logo and it would look great on that shelf there yeah yeah with that nintendo seal of approval but not because i'm like god i really need to own this game you could use it to punish the children and be like you have to play <laughs> right <laughs> well nick here we are in the general chat portion of our show and i would just like to start by saying that Beyond being one of the biggest disappointments of my childhood, <laughs> there is an actually good idea at the base of this game. I, you know, when I came at it from the right angle and I started to, you know, you know, kind of like Jaws, like I said, you know, where it was like once you're in the right frame of mind, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going around, I'm busting, making money, I'm starting to get it, you know. If the busting was a little more fun yeah, and the driving was a little more varied, I think the core of this game could be something different. I like, mean, something that would be somewhat enjoyable. I, I mean... I hate the driving stages, so I opted to take them out by just going to the top right corner full speed every time. Mm -hmm. And then no car will ever hit you. It barely ever hits you. If you just are like, screw it, I'll pay for the gas. And I was able to make money pretty reliably, you know? So I I was doing that, and then I started, I was like, okay, I'm getting good. I can usually get the three or sometimes four ghosts. Would you have to go to the gas station then Mm -hmm. because of that? See, I never went to the gas station because I did not go full speed. Gotcha. And I got really good at driving that car. I was getting... And by that car, I do mean the Ecto-1. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... Because you know it is, because it's got a Ghostbuster symbol on the roof, like the General Lee. (laughs) That's right. It lets you know (laughs) from above. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not the undescript other white gray car that's out there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which, if you bump into that car, that's a minus $200. Yeah, so keep away. I did, like... Sticking to the top right corner method, there were a few times where I bumped into a car, but honestly, it was only like three times. So. Yeah, I think that also just works for the top left corner as well. I I, I figured as much. Uh, the other big disappointment in this game is the sound. Oh, yeah? Because when you start off, you do see that they've licensed the Ghostbusters theme song. That's right. And you're going to hear that theme song. Oh, yeah, they're going to get every penny out of that, whatever they had to pay. And it is, And then there might be some other song, but I don't even know what it is, because it's so infrequently played. I'm... I'm pretty sure it's just the ghost, but, like, it is maddening, man. It was and it's just... not the greatest version of it. No, no. And sadly, you're going to be hearing that, I think, a lot during this podcast. That's right. As uh, Nick's edited it in multiple times. <laughs> well, and you have the digitized Ghostbusters. Which, you know, would have been awesome on the Commodore 64 where it premiered. Or, you know, in 1984. Correct. But 
in 88, like, see, that's what really baffled me is I really thought this was an earlier game because to come out in 88 with something so rudimentary, like... Yeah, I think it was just uh, a super cash grab on Activision's part. I mean, they already had it. Might as well crank it out and see who yeah. will buy it. And some poor fools probably did. Agreed. But, you know, this game makes me want that real, like, in-depth Ghostbuster franchise simulator. Yeah. Like, I would love that. You could build it around fun gameplay. Yeah, even even if there was no gameplay beyond, like, the management situation. Because mm, yeah, yeah. uh, I'm a huge fan of, like, game dev story mm-hmm. uh, and that whole Kairosoft world of, of games. where yeah. Or, like, they have a soccer game that I love where you don't actually play the soccer. You just, sure, like, yeah, manage yeah. it, like, cartoon people and, like, get them to do, like, crazy types of training and then send them off. That would be a great game. I want to I wanna manage, you know, investment in our containment grid. And, you know, it really sucks that a lot of it is just, like, gas. And, and that's the 99% know, of this game is making yeah, sure you don't run out of gas. Where it's like, couldn't you come up with something else for me to spend my mo- something cooler than just, you know, like, I'm surprised you don't have to buy food or groceries, you know, like. Well, electricity. I mean, that yeah, grid is not cheap go. to maintain. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, finally, the graphics in this game, I feel like we're just straight up ported from the Commodore 64. It looks like a, a like an old PC game. Like. Yeah, I mean, everything is just big blocks. There's no, you know, not a lot of colors. Nothing looks that good. There's the one ghost sprite that you're gonna see every time there's a ghost. Sometimes it changes colors, right? Like it's like yeah. orange and the driving. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, on the Commodore 64, this probably would have looked pretty cool. Otherwise, in this system, it, it does not hold up. Mm-mm. Well, this is the level-by-level portion of our show, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the three different game modes. Okay. And, you know, the first one is that driving mode. And like you said, you skipped all of it by staying at the top left or top right. Yeah, it zooms by pretty quick, uh, and as long as you have the busting down, it's pretty affordable. Like, even when I was out of gas, it only costs like $200 to fill up. So. Uh-huh. And, you know, if you have that ghost vacuum, it makes it a little more fun because you can get like two, maybe $400 from a drive. That's true. That's true. Uh, so they're not fully wasted. And then, like I said, if you make sure you always get most of the gas canisters, you mm-hmm. will never have to get gas again. It's, yeah, yeah, it's there. I mean, I just couldn't get a handle on the, the steering, I guess, very well. Well, you just have to be the very back of the screen and then that's it. Uh, now, the okay. other thing is that if you're out going at full speed, an oil can will pop up every four to five seconds. Yeah, I saw that. So if you just go full speed for like a three count, then pull back. I was That's usually how I would do it. I read a thing about that, or I was trying to do that, and I kept failing. And that's when I was just like, man, screw it. I'm just going to see what happens if I just go full blast. And it was it was doable. Mm-hmm. There was nothing better than the certain times where you're like, well, I guess, I don't know, where I was like dropping off Ghost, and then the building across from me was the one on that Ghost in it. I was like, yeah, 80, 80 <laughs> mile trip for that one block. <laughs> Zoom. And then it's also weird because it's like the last 30 to 50 miles or meters. I mean, it's meters. Oh, right. Yeah. You uh, slow down. and Well, it's like you are no longer in control, so you don't even have to worry about those. Oh, or yeah. running out of gas during that, that time frame. Yeah, it's funny, too, when you run out of gas because it's like, you're out of gas. They get out to push it, but it just... It doesn't need to be 30 seconds long of you, like, pushing up to the gas station. It's, I mean, and no matter where you are in the city, it's the same distance to get to the yeah. gas station. <laughs> there are certain times where the oil canisters are, like, slightly off the road, and they're almost impossible to get. Oh, yeah? And that's kind of weird and annoying. But <laughs> otherwise, once you get the section down, 
I mean, it's fairly easy. It's just gas management, and that's really not fun. I mean, it's not a fun driving, but it is doable. Manageable, yeah, yeah. And then next up, we have the busting segments. Busting, yeah. And like we said, you have two different types of guns you can use. Apparently, you can't tell the difference between the two. I just used the normal one. I couldn't, uh, yeah. And then, and I figured there was no purpose in dropping your uh, trap anywhere but the far right side of the screen. Yeah, I mean, I played around with it, but it, I, I can't come up with a reason why. I, like Because you can drop it anywhere on the screen, but if you drop it anywhere besides the far right side, well, then ghosts can go past it yeah, that yeah. you can't catch. You just have the, yeah, it's like if two beams. Uh, you Because the other Ghostbuster you don't control, he just stands there at the trap. Yep. Uh, so you're just kind of trying to, you know, and if a ghost crosses his beam, it'll get stuck there and you can activate the trap. But Now, how long does this, do they give you in this section? It's some tell. unknown amount of time. Yeah, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds. And my main tactic was to drop the trap right at the right, mm-hmm. run to the very left, and then just kind of run around a bunch, hoping I would catch a ghost. Yeah. But usually they run back and forth and bounce to the edge, and they usually hang out at the edge for a moment. Yeah, yeah. So you can, like, just bank on getting two that way almost every time. And it kind of sucks because your beam is only, like, half the screen, but they can fly around the whole height of the screen. So a lot of time you're just, like, waiting, like, come down. You're, you're just closer. running around underneath them hoping they'll come and get caught in that beam of yours. And the only times I, I've yet to come up with a reason why you would change the angle of your beam, I did it a few times and inevitably screwed up and ran into the other beam. <laughs> right. Doggone it. So I don't know why or if there's a, a good reason. It looks cool. I guess. I don't know either. you got to give people something to do, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, I would always try to get at least two, if not three at a time. Four is almost too hard. A few times, you know, More if it luck. falls into your lap, yeah. get it because it's awesome. But don't chase that four. No, it's not worth it. It's risky. And these ghosts that are flying around, they're the same yellow ghosts that are sitting in the street. Yeah, I, I think they're loosely based on the logo, right? Like, they kind of look like... They are an old-fashioned ghost. Like, whoop-de-doo, I don't know. But yeah. unlike... See, the problem is the cartoon ruined the logo for me. And if you remember in the cartoon, he's like walking down the street. Yeah, and yeah. he cl- like gets trapped into the no-ghost symbol. Yeah. So I think of him as having those like ghost legs. Sure. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Not the wispy ghost tail body. I gotcha. I gotcha. And then going back and rewatching that cartoon, I forgot about like the little uh, commercial breaks with the ghost guy. Where he'd be like, we'll be right back. And like the, oh, like the ghost thing would spin and he'd get dizzy or stuff like that. Oh, man. It's, it's been a long time. I don't remember. Yeah, he would talk to you and, and tell you the ghost, real oh. Ghostbusters were coming <laughs> back soon. What a nice guy. And if you're wondering why we didn't mention the Filmation Ghostbusters, it's because <laughs> it's the devil's work. <laughs> the most disappointing, man. Looking in the channel guide, you're like, hey, Ghostbusters. And then, uh, it got me at least twice a summer. It's just like, oh, the disappointment. <laughs> Crushing. Once you've mastered the busting and the driving sections, uh, and you have... Saved up a ton of money. Over $100,000, probably. Apparently, yeah. Because I did not. No, I didn't either. I just made sure I had some ghost food. I I got some just in case, and then I got here, and then Mm -hmm. when the crushing reality dawned on me... And here is the final portion of the game, the finale, where you're told you can now go to fight Zool at, I guess, Dana Barrett's apartment is where you're going in the center city. I believe so, yeah. And once you get there, you are in the stairwell going up. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the classic scene of the film where Peter Vinkman asks what floor they're on and uh, somewhere in the teens. And he tells them, let them know when they get to whatever, because then he's going to throw up. <laughs> and um, that whole scene is turned into a nightmare level because to move through this level, you must tap the A button for every step you want to take. It's crazy. And press the direction. Yeah. 
I got annihilated almost right away. I could barely even get to the second one. I think there's a glitch. There are 22 levels to get through. 22! I got to the fourth. I did. Hey, it's twice as far as I did. And that's with generous save stating. And it is nuts. There's like four or five ghosts that fly around haphazardly. Yeah, they're flying through floors and stuff willy-nilly. And they move. If you haven't bought the thing that slows them down, they move quicker than you do. Yeah. (laughs) And like I said, if you lay down food... The ghost food? Like, I don't understand what the point is, because every time I laid it down, I was like, well, now they're just coming towards, coming me. towards me. They're in my way. Like, I don't, I couldn't figure out when to use it properly. You are the ghost food. Now, we also forgot to mention that you can open the doors on each level. Oh, yeah. As what, you go up. What's that do? I don't know. I thought maybe, I thought you figured it out. No, I. It's, it tells you you can do it in the manual. There's some trick. And I see people doing it in playthroughs, but I don't know why they're doing it. I did read about there's like some glitch where it's like you get to like the one of the lower floors. You do something with a door and it either like makes you invincible or something while you're going up the stairs. Uh I started to read about it, but once I got here and realized, holy cow, this is hard. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll get that sound uh, generator. And then I saw the price and I was like, whoa. Yeah, because you got to do the driving game for like a solid 45 minutes. Well, like if you want a hundred thousand dollars, right? Even yeah. if you got the perfect all four ghosts, that's three thousand. So you'd have to do it thirty-three times. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> and I was in the same boat as you. I got to this section and I was crushed because I was like under the impression that this was hard, but with save stating, I could like finagle my way through it. Well, yeah. But there were just points where I was like, I don't know how to advance without getting hit by a ghost. Like there is no viable route, and they're coming at me. It's rough, man. And like if you could go in the doors elevator action style, it would make sense. Yeah, so you could hide or Or you know. I guess in the Sega version you can stun them with your 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 wand. Duh. Why would yeah, when they're like we focused on the stairs. The stairs part of that scene. That's what everyone wants. It has And there are no ghosts in that stair scene either. <laughs> so, you know, sadly this is where my playthrough ended. I I think one day I am going to go back and try to beat this game try yeah. to get that thing it i mean I, it might be doable if you have that glitch or i mean if you really want to sit down and be like all right i'm just going to grind it out and get mm-hmm. this sound generator and it sounds like a night of hanging out with bill yeah it's a long rough night sorry bill <laughs> but you're getting called in on this one and uh yeah i, th- I want to try it but this is where it ended for me but that's not where the game ends no no if you make it to the 22nd floor there's a whole nother area yeah, you're on top of the building now. Yes, and the top of the building has two parts, an upper screen and a lower screen. Mm-hmm. You can go down to the lower screen to see where the State Puff Marshmallow Man is on his way up the building. Gotcha. Um, and then the top screen is bonkers. Yeah, because it's like, what do you have? An actually decent sprite of Gozer in yeah. its woman form. Looks rel- you know, faithful enough. I, it doesn't move you know or do anything, is. but it looks pretty good. Yeah. The demon dogs don't look half bad either on each side of her. Yeah. Again, no movement or motion from them at all. No. Nope. The demon dogs shoot out little red Cheerios <laughs> all over the screen. Mm-hmm. And the and Gozer herself shoots out like a Wi-Fi symbol little energy wave, wave straight yeah. down. And this part is more like a shmup. Yeah, you're just kind of moving around and shooting. You it, have it, your two Ghostbusters. Two Ghostbusters side by side now. Strangely. And when you shoot your one, it's like a laser beam. Yeah, yeah. And... There's also ghosts flying around the screen that kind of look like booze. This is a different sprite. Yeah, yeah. Than the oh, other ghosts. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And you can kill them, but they respawn. Sure. And it looks horrible. It's a boss fight. And, you know, I was watching it. I mean, not, it looks decent for the game. It looks very hard. 
Yeah, and long. Like, yeah, it's like this battle alone is like six or seven minutes. I remember looking at the end of this. I watched it on YouTube, and I was like, "Holy cow! How long does this go? Where you just have to keep doing it? You don't have a life meter, no. So it's a one hit kill, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, not a, for the not for Gozer. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. But if you manage to cross the streams, defeat Gozer, <laughs> and close the portal to the otherworldly dimension. You are treated with a plain black background and some text. Some of the best text I've ever read in my life. It is truly one of my favorite game endings I've ever seen. <laughs> because it says, congratulations, <laughs> and horribly misspelled. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beyond that, it tells you you have completed a great game. It's not this game, but I'm sure you've played another <laughs> you one. You might have. <laughs> uh, and then, finally, you have completed a great game and proved the justice of our culture. <laughs> Finally. I'm going to start using that phrase yeah, a lot more real. often. Now go and rest, our heroes. Yeah. I'm not sure what game this ending came from, but I'm pretty sure it was not Ghostbusters. Well, I'm also kind of baffled because, you know, this is a kind of Englishy sounding thing, but this was made by Activision. I know, exactly. This person was, this is from America, right? Like, yes. what happened? I have no clue. Would they, like, translate it and then translate it back? Or, like, what on earth? I don't know, but I was very pleased by seeing that. And, um, yeah, I was truly baffled by that as well. And uh, it was a fitting end, though, to this very confusing game. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's rough. All right, this is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And, of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has... Four categories, each category a possible review from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. <laughs> Nick, I gave this game a 2.0. I went with a 1.5. Um, and the majority of that score was for the, the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that it has the actual Ghostbusters song. I mean, that's and, cool, but... And how good that Ghostbusters logo looks at the beginning. Like... And Zool. I'll, I'll throw Zool in there, too. At Gozer. least, you know, from a very utilitarian perspective, mm-hmm. like the graphics. Of, I was never confused. It wasn't like X-Men where I was like, I don't know what this is, you know. It Correct. Was, this is a building, you mm-hmm. know. This game sucks, but I can tell what it's trying to do, kind of. But, but nothing just nothing looked great or but, good. you know, after, after a few minutes of that... Like over and over, you know, it's just like, I don't think I can ever hear it again. Like, it's rough, man. It is a bit rough. Now we have play control, and I gave it a 1.5. I did too. It's, I almost want to go lower, but it's like, I don't know. It's not so much. what I would call serviceable. Yeah. But, But then the real ding comes in the stairwell. Yeah. Like, the driving is meh. The ghost busting is basic yeah i mean i don't know it's like playing a game and watch game almost yeah yeah but once you get to the stairwell scene then it becomes awful the fact that you have to press a button to walk why why do they do that i don't know and there really is no way of controlling your guy without the turbo button because yeah you are so slow if you're not like if you don't have a rapid rapid fire you know yeah your your thumb would be destroyed even with the best turbo the ghosts are still faster so exactly Next up is Challenge Factor. Oh, I I didn't know how to... I went with a 3.5. I could go as high as 4, I think. It, I went 4.0. Because it's the stairs are very hard and unrewarding. Right. And it seems like that final battle would also be pretty hard. Uh-huh. But the rest of it isn't too bad, and really the real difficulty is just the boredom. Like, the grind. Yeah. Agreed. 
And finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 2.0. Oh, you're more generous than I. Yeah. I went 1.5. Well, it's it's not fun. It's, no? it's almost, it approaches it at some points, you know. Agreed. But there is, you know, theme-wise, I'm like, I can kind of see where they were getting at. Like, you're running the business, kind of. And mm-hmm. it started, you know, it starts to get you, but disappoints you quickly, you know. Very quickly. And it's just that the simple mechanics of doing the, the different activities never achieve a point where I'm like, like, at least in Jaws, the swimming loop is fun. It's like a fun, fun little game. game. Yeah. None of these little games are fun. No, it doesn't quite get there. Never. And at the end of every show, I ask, as I always do, should you play this game? Oh, everyone should play this game. Do it, man. Come on. You think so? Oh, it'll it'll put the rest of your life in perspective. You 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 know? No, this game sucks. Yeah, man. I said sadly no. As much as I love <laughs> Ghostbusters. I mean, maybe check out the Commodore 64 version. Maybe it's balanced better in its play control. And the yeah. simplicity will seem better on its, you know, where it original was... format. Yeah, where it was made four years before. Or maybe play the Master System version. That's true. Maybe I, I might check that one out. I Yeah, I wouldn't mind it, actually. So, but, you know, sadly, as much as I'd love to say yes, on this NES version, we're going yeah. to have to say no. No busters. <laughs> Well, folks, thanks for going through that game with us. Don't worry, though. As we mentioned last time, uh, next week's game is a little better, and that will be Ghostbusters 2 for the Game Boy. Yeah. Sometimes also known as the new Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, a weird titling thing. but It is. And uh, find a copy of that game any way you can. Grab your controllers or your Game Boy and play along, friends. That's right. And if you want to let us know who your favorite Ghostbuster is, you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. We'll read it and save it in our files. Yeah, my favorite Ghostbuster is, of course, Peter Venkman. I think Peter Venkman, for better or worse, is about 30% of my childhood uh, personality. <laughs> Fan favorite. And uh, But, you know, that doesn't mean I don't love all of the Ghostbusters. They, they each have their own little place in my psyche. Sure, sure. Uh, if you don't want to email us, you can let us know on Facebook or maybe on uh, the Twitter thing. I also post when new shows drop there. We are Cartridge Command on Facebook, Cart Command on Twitter. And of course, we must thank those wonderful and fine folks that give to us every month at patreon.com slash cartridge command. For it is you folks who have proved the justice of our culture, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, without the hard-earned dollars, I would not have the money to drive my ectomobile to... Across this great state to record the podcast with Nick here in yeah, our man. Cartridge Command headquarters. It's for it's for you guys when we roll up the sleeves and get into these extra crappy games. Like I, ho- I hope there's a certain Schadenfreude or whatever that people enjoy about this because you know we would rather play good games, but every once in a while we do have to dip into this well. Ah, uh, it's it, it does have a certain charm, I guess, and I, I hope that the the patrons are happy with it. Yes, thank you all so very very much, and as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on! Ghostbusters! <laughs> <laughs>